It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Uh, we're going to go visit the Prospect Stock Exchange. What street is on, Keaton? Forest Wall Street. <laughs> Did you know how happy I was when I thought of that? I thought I was the just most clever motherfucker on the planet. Can I, can I tell you something? Didn't get it until just right now. This is the first time I understood. You are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dynasty's Child. Oh, we're not recording. We are recording. Oh, well. Hosted by Patrick Magnus. Look at yourself in the mirror. You're a goddamn mess. Featuring Keaton DeRocher. Why do you always want to put chocolate in my life, bro? And featuring Shelly Verstraight. He was like one of the only shiny pieces of trash, and now it's just full of trash. And Jake wears t-shirts, sometimes. Let me slow your roll here. This is the Dynasty Guru. What's up, nerds? Welcome to Dynasty Child, episode 84 your flagship fantasy baseball podcast for the Dynasty Guru, with a focus on Dynasty formats. I'm your host, Patrick Magnus, and I'm also a guy who is in America, and uh, it's pretty sweet. I've had a lot of good diner food so far, and I'm pleased. Uh, also, I'm a writer over at the Dynasty Guru. Today, I'm joined by Shelly Verstrait of Rotographs, Pitchers List, and Prospects 1500. Hello, Shelly. Hey, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be here, mostly. Um, had a few bumps in traveling here. Uh, ended up stuck in Newark, and that was awful. Don't ever go there. Have you ever been there? I've never been there, and I don't ever want to go there. No, never fly in there. You know, <laughs> don't know much about the city as a whole. Maybe it's wonderful, uh, although I will say the areas by the airport were not so wonderful. And uh, the airport itself was um, was hell. It was hell. But I survived. Worst airport in the nation. Yeah. Hands down. I uh, I haven't been to one worse yet. <laughs> and the only comparison I have for it is like um, Beijing. Beijing is the worst airport I've ever been to. But uh, Newark gave it a run for its money. My um, least favorite was Philly for the longest time. And then I had two flights through Newark. And it 
I mean, it would. I can't even describe to you how much worse Newark was. It's <laughs> I, so fucking terrible. It's awful, dude. The fire alarm kept going off, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's just a normal thing, no problem." Meanwhile, I'd been in line for like four <laughs> hours. Ugh. Uh, Shelly, anything uh, cool happened to you this week? Not really. Um, I had a good road trip up to go see my best friend up in Northern Virginia. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That, that that was pretty cool, except I got stuck in traffic on 95. Um, so I was stuck in traffic for about two hours. So that was not cool. No, that is not cool. <laughs> that was not cool. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Do you like listen? How do you get through that? Music or podcasts or what? Mainly baseball podcasts. Uh, but I kind of ran out about an hour and a half through. So then I had to listen to music. So it was not good. <laughs> uh how are you not into music generally i i'm not um actually because i'm weird and i only like to listen to people talk and not sing so yeah i i turned on the radio and i was like what the f what what is this i don't even know what this is so it was a lot of confusion actually we gotta change that right keaton yeah <clears throat> do you uh you listen to guster <laughs> i do not listen to guster i don't even know what guster is <laughs> they're tremendous keaton's favorite band you should okay. listen to them all right they are my favorite band my favorite band is a, a band called nether friends uh they make great hip-hop for kids um not that you need that in your life but they do it's pretty solid um but he uh is releasing an album a week this year um it's pretty awesome so anyways uh we'll work on that <laughs> keaton sir breakfast it's a little late we're on the we're in the same time zone ish you know released in the same country uh but did you have breakfast today i did another protein smoothie down another four pounds killing it damn dude nice i uh i have been um i've eaten a diner breakfast every day so far in america a lot of corned beef and hash what's your uh diner uh dish selection both of you for me it's probably some type of omelet like a, a veggie omelet so that's kind of my thing can, yeah, can I, I can i guess I yours same i would i would go ham and green pepper sure oh well that's different than what i was gonna guess i was gonna go sweet not savory i was thinking like uh like blueberry french toast or like waffles or something from a diner yeah nah i'd go ham and green pepper omelet okay with cheddar cheese i don't like omelets you guys so just saying uh show rundown today uh we're gonna review the league we're gonna hit that batting order uh we're gonna go visit the prospect stock exchange what street is on keaton forest wall street (laughs) did you know how happy i was when i thought of that i thought i was the just most clever motherfucker on the planet can i can i tell you something didn't get it until just right now this is the first time I understood. You are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we're going to play some top pod spec to answer some listener cues. Um, hey, listeners, we have a heated debate uh, on this podcast between Keaton and I about how many reviews, uh, rating and reviews that we have right now. Uh, Keaton says we have 50. I say we have 49. Um, but regardless, I do want to say you guys came out in force. Um so, Keaton, you know what's the easiest way to do this? 
Yeah, I have a question for you, Patrick. Do you remember <clears throat> last pod when we were like, we're four away? Yeah, did we get four? That was one that was exactly for, what I was going to say. Yeah, one for every base on the diamond, and then yes. uh, we got four more. So that would make you wrong, and that would make me right. But why doesn't the number say fifty, Keen? That's what I'm. That's what I'm bothered by. It's really. I, it's, I'm. I'm having. I'm struggling with it. That's what I'm telling you because the number is for ratings, not reviews. I. Well, never. Which we just learned now. And when I counted the reviews, we actually have 24, <laughs> right? <laughs> not but, 50. But it's ratings and reviews. So like if you give um, if you give a rating, like if you give the review, Keaton, you'll notice there are five stars underneath the review. So they are rating us when they right. give us a review. Right. They already gave us a rating. No. So they came back and then they gave us a review. No. Yeah. We're never going to agree. And Shelly, uh, you're just, you're not having any part of this. I, I am not. I will be Switzerland in this argument. Ugh. Well, regardless, I do want to say uh, thank you fans. Cause you came out in force this week. Um, at least four of you showed up uh, giving us few reviews. Uh, we got great show right in the money about wood foof. And I want to tell you, I don't care that you wrote wood foof. I just care that you came and gave us a great review. So thank you. <laughs> and that's number 50. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It says 49. I like that we got a review from The Bunge. Uh, the penultimate review. Did I pronounce that right? The word penultimate? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's not a word I use on the on the regular, I'll be honest. Um, anyways, uh, love this podcast. The hosts don't take themselves seriously. I take myself very seriously. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, which is a must in my book. The best thing about this podcast is that it focuses on prospects' fantasy impact in the rankings and not the real value of a player. I need to know which players will help my team in the future if my team doesn't play defense. Thanks for being awesome. Just need one more review to hit your goal, Patrick. See? And then it's weird because then we got one more review. It it is weird. It is weird. It's so weird that I was right. I don't think you're right. I mean, uh, love it. (laughs) Hello, all. I love this podcast. I love the personalities, the dynasty-centered info, and the overall package. One small thing, the ums and ahs can sometimes get distracting. This is not a huge deal. I'm no Shakespeare myself, but this is a review, and I think you'd want some honest feedback. Thank for the hours of great info and entertainment. Yeah, oohs and ahs, or ahs and ums. It's tough, man, when you're a baseball nerd and you're trying to do this podcast thing. So I can't pronounce anything, and I get a lot of ums and oohs and ahs. And hopefully, you just dig it, or, or we get better. You don't realize how hard it is to talk in front of a mic until you. Try and talk in front of a mic. We definitely appreciate the feedback. Yeah, for real. Absolutely, for sure. Um, unparalleled, unparalleled prospect analysis. My favorite Dynasty pod provides great in-depth prospect analysis. I think that's From all. Johnny Bananas. Yep. Yeah, Johnny Bananas. Uh, booyah. The bird bunge. The bunge. And sushi is good food. Thanks, guys. You rule. And if you'd like to rule, you could go give us a five-star rating and give us a cool review. Whether you spell Woodruff right or not, it doesn't matter to me. Cool. Um, if you have questions for us, hit us up on Twitter, at Dynasty Child, 
or if you need to write something very long, hit us up um, on our email at dynastieschildpod at gmail.com. That's dynastieschildpod at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the league. Wait, we have one more challenge for you guys. Ooh, what is it? We want to get to 100 by our 100th episode. Keen, that was a joke, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Transactions, signings, and trades. Uh, Adley Rutschman signed with the O's for eight point one million, which is under slot. Uh, when's he gonna? When are we gonna see him in the majors, Shelley? Um, I honestly think that at the end of next year we'll see him. Um, it might be a little bit faster than what Baltimore kind of wants, and with their timeline, um. But the dude is the dude is ready. Um, he's about to start playing in um, Florida uh, League Baseball, um, and he's going to be kind of fifty-fifty between DH and catching. Um, but I, I I really do think that we're going to see him next year. What do y'all think? I don't think that's outrageous. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um it's a bit interesting i don't know what um what that means for service time and such with the orioles i guess you know it had those concerns um and also like he's gonna rot away on a bad team for a while <laughs> so that's unfortunate for him that's the uh the catch 22 though right you either call him up or you sit on him for a bit but the more you sit on him the older he's gonna get and it's not like you're dealing with Bryce Harper, who's like ready for the majors at 18. He's a little bit older, so it's not going to do him any good to keep him in the minors against inferior competition. Probably better just put him in the majors to sell tickets. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Gotta get them tickets. Uh, Matt Allen, the Mets actually got it done. 2.5 million signing bonus. How do we feel about um, drafted prep pitchers in first-year player drafts, Keaton? Boy, these are more hit or miss than probably want to invest in. I'm just thinking of like the Red Sox in particular, their recent track record with Trey Ball and Jason Grom and that hadn't worked out. Some other ones with other teams that we've been high on um, that hasn't worked out. Usually better if you can get them to go to college first and get a little bit more developed. But on the rare occasion, they do work out. I wouldn't feel bad. I mean, this is a loaded first-year player draft for your fantasy squads, but I wouldn't feel all that bad about like a mid to late first on him just because of we kind of know who's going to go at the top here. Um, and so if you feel like you're not going to get one of those top five names uh, and there's no one else that you think that you like and you're kind of in the middle or to the back end, I wouldn't think that's a reach to take a stab at him in kind of the mid to late first round. What about you guys? I'm personally, I'm very scared off with prep pitchers. And uh, like you said, Keaton, with the Red Sox, uh, Trey Ball, like I am just so scared. Like anytime I see a prep pitcher, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to draft him in my first year player draft. Um, Because it's, 
he's going to be in the minors for a very long time. What, f- maybe four years, the max uh, at the minimum. Yeah. And pitchers always get hurt. I don't know. It, prep pitchers always scare me in first year player drafts. The value is probably what you want to go for. It might be if you're a trader, if you're in the position to draft him. His value. I mean, we talked about how like the uh, the cycle of prospect value goes. They're the highest right when you're they like are available to be drafted or added into your league. Then they dip when they've been in the minors for a couple of years, and then it shoots right back up again when they're about to be called up. So if you are terrified of a prep pitcher, you can draft him and then trade him this offseason when his value is still high because he's still fresh for something else that you do like, and then someone else has to wait four years to see him, not you. That's true. Never thought about that. I'm not much of a trader, actually, so that could be a blind spot in my fantasy kind of stuff in your game yep my fantasy game <laughs> yeah it's um i like to trade uh i i, I like to trade a lot um although i've uh i've traded less since we started doing this podcast to be honest <laughs> giving away sure all why. your secrets uh i don't know i don't know i just am not doing it uh just uh my two cents on this is i would avoid the prep pitcher um i just Unless you're really desperate for pitching, but even then you have to wait so long. No, I'm not interested. Collops, demotions, suspensions. Hey, Brandon McKay, first start uh, over the weekend. Took a perfecto into the six versus the Rangers. Went six innings with one hit, one walk, and 81 pitches. Um, I didn't get to see this start. Did either one of you guys get to see it? Um, I saw about two and two and a third innings um i was kind of coming home um from my uh from my meetup with my friend um but as soon as i got home i turned it on and mckay throws like this nasty nasty curveball and i was just like oh my gosh i can't believe i went to go see my friend this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) friendships screw friendships just give me the baseball screw friendship she doesn't listen to this so i could just talk bad about her um i'm just kidding (laughs) um but yeah um so i saw about two innings of his start against the rangers and it was it was really good um it wasn't really like like a lot of strikeouts but it was like a few nasty pitches and then maybe like a soft grounder but i I don't know. I was I was very impressed with what I saw. I didn't get to see a lot. I uh, tried to do a side by side with the his start and the Red Sox Yankees game in London, uh, and then I was also playing video games while I had them on, and I kept looking <laughs> over uh, when the Rays were hitting, so I only saw him throw like two pitches, just timing wise, and then I gave up after like twenty minutes because I was like, I, I'm never going to see him. I'm just doing too much. Yeah, and I uh, I haven't watched any baseball this week, so I did not see the start either. So uh, lean on Shelley's opinion on this one. Um, I mean, is he up for good, or is this just a, a patch, uh, like a temporary start for him? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that the Rays kind of hoped that it was a temporary thing with their... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, 
they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Our 18-inning game a couple games ago, uh, but with what he did, I, I don't know. I, I think Tampa is kind of going to be like, oh, crap. Now we got to keep him up for a little bit until he scuffles. Yeah, and uh, Glasnow had a setback in his uh, injury rehab, and um, what's his fit? Honeywell also had a setback in his. So they may actually just be forced due to depth to keep him up there. Good point. Uh, Dylan Cease. Hey, we talked about him uh, not that long ago, uh, last podcast, I believe. But he's getting the call for the doubleheader against the Tigers. Uh, he's not ready, right? That's kind of the consensus here. Uh, Keaton might take a chance on him. But Shelly, you and I are, are in the camp of no, no, thank you. Yeah, his second go through through uh, AAA has been a little scuffly. Um, he's always had control issues, and it started to creep back up. Um, so personally, I don't think he's ready. Um, but I am interested to see what he does against the Tigers because LOL Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good team to make a debut against. It, that is. It's either that or maybe, I don't know, the Orioles or something. But yeah, um, I don't think he's ready personally. And Keaton, you're you're all for it. You ready for him? Yeah, I mean, it seems it's just the they need an extra pitcher for a doubleheader, so it's not like he's going to be up here permanently. But I am excited for it. All right, uh, Noah Syndergaard returns and Carlos Gomez DFA'd. Uh, Leonis uh, Leonis Martin released by the Indians. Uh, that could mean more time for Leplo, maybe. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez DFA'd by the Cubs. So that was a short experiment that didn't work out. Injuries. Uh, Stephen Piscotti is on the 10-day IL with a right knee sprain. He's a guy that seems to really struggle with um, staying healthy. Uh, but Franklin Barreto was called up. So that's nice. I like to see him. I don't know. So I guess he'll play in the outfield? Yeah? Yeah. They had him um, doing a bunch of stuff out there in spring training. So uh they had they were basically kind of just prepping him for I don't, maybe not this scenario specifically uh but as a way to get him more at bats they were playing him in the outfield routinely yeah i kind of thought he was going to make the team as sort of a utility uh super utility guy but guess Me not. too he had a really good spring training too tyler glass now had a setback shut down for two more weeks uh does he pitch again this season um I don't. I don't think so. Um, when I saw uh, Glass now hitting like upper nineties um, in spring training, I, I I told Rudy, my husband, I'm like, oh no, he's totally gonna break, and um, I think he did. Like whenever I see any pitcher hitting consistently high nineties, especially in spring training, it it totally scares me off. These high velocity guys. 
I don't know. It's nice, but they break. And speaking of high-velocity guys that break, <laughs> <laughs> Luis Severino had a setback and is um, now out until at least August. Uh, Keaton, does he pitch again this season? I am uh, going to toss him in there in the Glasnow camp and say I don't think that he does. I am, for the same reasons that uh, Shelley is concerned about Glasnow, I'm concerned about Severino. I think this one might be lost. Ugh. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's just a bummer when you, you know, we get these gifts of pitchers, you know, that are just like amazing to watch, but it's the curse of, uh, of loving a pitcher is that they just break. Yeah. All right. Cole Hamels, speaking of more broken pitchers, uh, 10 days on the IL with a left oblique uh, problem. Marcel Ozuna, 10 days on the IL with a fractured finger, fractured fingers, plural. Uh, Ryan Burr, Jimmy Lambert, Zach Bundy, Ian Hamilton, Jake Berger. Boy, oh boy, the poor White Sox fans. Um, are you interested in any of these players for Dynasty, Shelly? Maybe Zach Birdie or Ian Hamilton. Um, just coming out of the uh, the pen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really feel bad for Jake Berger because last year he... He he ruptured his Achilles twice, which is absolutely crazy. And then he had a he has a really bad like ankle bruise or something this year, so he's not going to play for two straight years dealing with ankle and feet issues. But what what I thought was kind of interesting was like all of this kind of like happened with like in a matter of like two days. And I just when I saw it, I'm just like, oh no, wow. Poor White Sox fans. Yeah. They've got some good things going for them, but that's a lot of names to uh, to be injured. I don't know. That rebuild is interesting. I'll be curious to see what happens. All right, let's jump into the batting order next. Let's go. All right. How's the start? Keaton, you're supposed to kick this off, yeah? Yeah, leading off. Shelly, what are you doing with Travis Shaw? Yeah, uh, Travis Shaw, he is now the mayor of Drop City for me. <laughs> oh, ice cold. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I was never really a-, a fan because even when he went over to Milwaukee, I'm like, how is how is he doing this? How is he doing this? Um, and now Keston Hira is probably pretty much in Milwaukee for good. And then uh, Travisal is not as good as Moose. So he's going to be hanging out in AAA with Tyler Thornburg. So there you go. Ooh, brutal. Yeah, Keaton, that's a heartbreaker for both of us. We've both been Shaw guys. Yeah. You know, I think in deep leagues, if you're not competing, he's worth holding on to. Just, I, I just refuse to believe, because um, everything in the numbers looks so close. Keaton, what are you doing with him? I mean, if he's not even getting at bats at the major league, I think I'm with Shelly. He's got to drop him. Because no one's going to buy him. So. Okay. Uh, I think it's my turn to ask a question. Uh, in the two-hole here, going into next year, is Fernando Tatis a top three shortstop, Keaton? 
I don't think that he is, but that's not to say that he will never be. For me, my top three would be Lindor, Story, and Turner, and then probably Bogart's fourth, and then maybe he's fifth. He right now is, is it him and Story? There's only two shortstops that have uh, double-digit homers, steals, and are hitting over 300, and he's one of them. He's pretty talented, and he's young, so he's probably well on his way. I just don't think he's quite there yet, and while those numbers are very solid, I would still put those other guys ahead of him for now and their overall body of work and consistency ahead of uh, prospect pedigree and uh, one season of work. The uh, the average for Tatis has got to be sort of artificial because... Um... You know, he's got a 440 BABIP and he's striking out nearly 30% of the time. So, you know, that's something that we probably can't count on him yet as a, as a player. 440 is rather high. That's a little high. A little bit. Yeah. 30% strikeout. Man, I thought I knew it was high. I did not realize it was that high. That's very high. Oof, oof, oof. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think you're about right. Um, top five. I don't know. I'm really discouraged by the strikeout rate, and I have been since he's been in the minors. Um, you know, he's definitely got power speed um, that is great, but he's never – he's posted a few strong walk rates, but really not anything spectacular. I, I'm i not ready to commit him to my top five yet, or top ten even maybe. Oh, Whoa. wow. That's a little – Yeah. So I know it's quite conservative, I feel. <laughs> I don't know, if I'd you could please name all ten shortstops that are better than him right now, I um. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It looks like uh, Patrick's hitting uh, number three for us. Uh, so is DJ DJ LeMahieu uh, really an AL MVP candidate? No, I refuse to believe <laughs> that. <laughs> But I will say um, what he is doing is impressive. Um, and it looks legit. All the numbers look pretty legit. Um, 12 homers, four steals. You know, walk rate doesn't set the world on fire, but is, you know, about league average and makes a ton of contact with an ISO that's close to 200. Um, and it's backed up by the StatCast data. I mean, he's hitting the ball real hard, almost 92 miles per hour. Um, the launch angle is low and the barrels are just decent. So I believe in what he's doing, but does that make him uh, an MVP candidate to me? No, it doesn't. Um, I, he's not going to continue to hit um, 342, but I do think he'll hit you know in the 300 range and post strong OBPs, not 390, but maybe 350. So he's legit, but not MVP candidate legit for me. I think that is correct. Thanks, Keaton. Shelly. Christian. How did we decide that this is pronounced? I forgot. <laughs> Christian. I think it's a Pache. Pache. Right? Yeah. All right. Christian Pache and Drew Waters are killing it in double A. Which one of those would you have long term? For me, it's definitely Christian Pache. He is the much better defender for the double A uh, Braves. Um, he has about a 50 hit tool. A 70 defender with a 55 raw power. 
And it, what is interesting is the raw power is starting to show up in in game. So his ISO last year was about uh, 146, and now it's 232. He had eight eight well nine home runs between high A and double A last year, and now he has 11 home runs, um, and then he had 20 doubles versus 21. Uh, doubles this year. The strikeout rate is a tad bit concerning, but the increase in power is is amazing to see because he was never really known to be. He was more of the defender, kind of like the Ender Inciarte type, and now he's Ender Inciarte uh, with more power. But what is concerning for me is he has seven steals and ten caught stealings. Um, so when he gets up to the majors, I'm not sure if he'll be able, he'll contribute with the steals, but if he can keep up this power, it's probably about 20 home runs with, you know, hitting a top of the lineup because he has a decent hit tool. Um, so definitely Christian Pache over Drew Waters, who is also having a good season, but it's more kind of for, to me, kind of Babbitt fueled and i don't know i've always just been infatuated with christian pache so so would you say that christian has that certain pinache that you're looking for oh definitely Uh... (laughs) (laughs) um i think uh i think i've bought into him a lot more because of you shelly um so I, i think i'd lean the same way I would say I'm passionate about Pache. Nice. Mine was better. Dylan Carlson was ranked 85 on Jesse's list uh, the last time it was updated, which was June 10th. However, he's continued to just kind of crush AA. Uh, Really looks like he doesn't have a whole lot of holes in his game. And kind of set himself up as a must-own prospect. Uh, Keaton, where does he finish uh, the year in Jesse's rankings? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a riser like everywhere. He's hot, and he was a he was a hot topic in a a recent chat that you and I are in. Yes, lot of folks buying into him. I will even go so far as to say we had a scout give us some grade. Uh, it's true, <laughs> and uh, an anonymous scout for the St. Louis Cardinals told us uh, he would grade. Carlson out as a 60 hit, 55 power, 55 runs, 60 arm, 45 defense in center field, but a 60 in right field. That's above average across the board. That's pretty hot. I think we like yeah. that. Those are good numbers, liking what I've seen. Uh, I would say probably somewhere around 15 seems pretty good. I like it. Aggressive. Yeah. And he was your top pod spec, wasn't he, Shelly? Yeah. Yes, he was. That's quite the win. <laughs> Dude is amazing. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. I think you might have the winner of the bracket, but we'll see. He just barely beat out uh, Raul Beresierta and Chris Bubik. <laughs> just barely beat those guys out. <laughs> All right. Patrick, so who are you looking forward to getting traded um, at the deadline for fantasy purposes? Uh, give me that Clint Frazier. Get him playing somewhere, please. Um, 
you know, clearly it seems like um, he might not be a fit for the Yankees organization. Um, you know, he's pretty outspoken and uh, it's been um, had some defensive issues. And I would just like to see him playing somewhere because he's put up strong numbers across the board. Um, and maybe that's partially park influenced because Yankee Stadium will do that. But I want to see him get a shot wherever it might be. Um, hopefully in a, in a least offense neutral park. But yeah, I'd like to see Clint Frazier get moved for fantasy purposes and for some of my dynasty teams. Do you guys That's have a, a one. do you have a trade candidate, somebody, either one of you? He would be the same one for me. Yeah. I would just like to see him get consistent playing time. I know he's been a bit of a disaster in the field, but, you know, he's still young. Maybe that fleshes out with some consistent playing time, but he just hasn't been able to get it. So I just, I would like to see him flourish like his uh his friend there austin meadows with some consistent playing time yeah do you think we could uh i don't know do a clint frazier and i don't know matt boyd kind of thing Ooh, yeah i like that that'd be kind of interesting yeah i'd take that trade if i was the tigers and the yankees Shelly, you should probably be a gm and stop <laughs> doing this podcast <laughs> maybe <laughs> number seven with McKay's recent call-up, impact pitching prospects are starting to thin out. Or are they? Who's the next prospect arm to get called up? Uh, yeah, uh, this one's kind of uh, kind of interesting. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about Cease, because that would be kind of too easy to say since he's already getting caught up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a guy in the Astros system... Jose Uquiti, Uquiti, um, and yeah, he's really putting up some interesting numbers here in AAA. Uh, he's 24, and he's a right-handed pitcher. And in uh, 43 innings, he has 64 strikeouts and a 2.89 ERA with a .96 WHIP. Um, with a 16.4% swinging strike rate. So that's really interesting. And with uh, Bamber Valdez being optioned, maybe he'll get the call this week because the Astros kind of have like an open spot like Wednesday or Thursday. So if he's available in your league, I might take a flyer on him because these numbers are really interesting. I think it's Jesus Lazardo. Yeah, I think that's the the easy answer. I like Shelly's answer because it's uh, uh, well crazy, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like Jesus Lazardo um, a lot. Um, maybe because I'm a bit of an Oakland Athletics fan, um, but I can't wait to see him pitch. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over forty and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Agreed. Keaton. Yes. The ESPN Player Raider has Buster Posey ranked number 30 in Standard 5 by 5 Is he really not rosterable anymore? Boy, if we could uh, ring the sad bells for Buster Posey. Ding, ding, he honestly ding, might be. Dong. Those sounded like happy bells. Shut sad bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be, you know, that you could count on him for average and OBP even though he probably wasn't hit a bunch of home run, wasn't going to help you out with a bunch of home runs or anything. But he's becoming more and more fragile and getting less and less hits and drawing less and less walks. I mean, he doesn't even have a double-digit walk rate, which is something that you could have consistently counted on him for. His strikeout rate is the highest it's been since 2012. His walk rate is the lowest it's been since 2014. He's uh, already had, I think, two stints on the DL, IL. This season, he's hitting 240. His OBP is barely above 300. It has never been this low. Ever. <laughs> so, uh, he, he might be. He honestly might be. Uh, I, ha- I own him in one league, and I benched him for Christian Vasquez, which... Absurd at the time because uh, he went on the DL and I needed a catcher and Vasquez was like the only catcher that was available that was getting time. Uh, But that turned out to be a really good thing with how absurd Vasquez has been playing. So I don't feel as bad about that. But there's nothing that you are getting out of Buster Posey. Nothing. I think this is the end. And it's sad. Yeah. Wow. In my 12-team... Two catcher league. I dropped Buster Posey this week for Chance Cisco, so I felt so Ooh. dirty. I felt so wrong. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> was, yeah, that one hurts. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, it felt so wrong. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I mean, it's sad when you think like there's there's guys that you would have never have thought you would have rostered over him that are producing at a better rate and you know that there's probably another stint on the il coming at some point i don't know if you can even count him for 100 games it's uh should be joey bart time here uh as fast as possible yeah i um i don't know how to feel about um posey and i haven't i haven't looked at him much this year and by the sound of it i probably don't want to um but i i did some i analyzed him for um the triple play last year and sort of found that um, he was having a steady decline, particularly with his power. He just wasn't going to be able to hit 
but I expected him to be able to to maintain the average in the walk rate. So that's shocking to hear that um, that he's really failing to do that. Even yeah, his walk rate Sad. was really Bummer. consistent for like what am I looking at? Like almost six straight years at like ten to ten and a half percent, and it's tanked, and he's striking out at about four percent more than he has at any. Like I said, since to any rate since 2012, he's just not giving you anything. I wonder if he's injured on top of uh, or something. It just seems odd to have that steep of a decline. I think it's because he's we'll old see. and a catcher. Maybe. All right, Patrick, number nine hitter here. Uh, who are your eight ideal home run derby dudes? All right. So Gallo, obviously. Uh, Vlad Jr., Aaron Judge, Mike Trout. Mike Trout hits home runs and makes it look so freaking easy. I don't. I don't think anyone makes it look as smooth as he does. Um, Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, Peter Alonso, and Keaton. You'll love this one. Josh Bell. I would love it more if you put Chavis in there, but I do like Josh Bell. <laughs> Good news is a lot of those guys are doing it this year. Yeah, Gallo didn't get an invite though. He yeah? didn't. What? Ah. Oh. Yeah, the last update that I saw yeah, that, that he, that's he was I, never even asked. What? Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, there was a reporter that was after one of the games asked him if he was going to do it, and he was like, "Well, the MLB hasn't even reached out, so that makes the decision kind of easy." <laughs> I just remember him in the futures game. Yeah. He took an outside curveball and almost launched it. I think they were at Globe Life Park too, and launched it like almost clear out of the stadium. It was so gorgeous. Yeah, wasn't he the one who like hit the truck? There was yes, a truck up there. He was. Yes. Yes. God, he's good. Yeah. Those are the days, guys. Yep. Lucas Giolito had himself a uh, All right. a tremendous Futures game, that game as well. And now the future is present, as he's yeah. pretty damn good yeah. these days. I wonder if that's why they call it the Futures game. <laughs> uh, let's head down to Forest Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> and hit that Prospect Stock Exchange. I still hold with some prospects here. Uh, we've got first one I'm going to kick it off with is Jorge Mateo, 24 years old at AAA for Oakland, slashing 313, 345, 540 with 12 homers and 16 steals. So those wheels are intriguing. Um, if he can produce anything like that slash line in the majors, buy sell hold Jorge Mateo Shelley. I'm buying here, um, especially with the F- Franklin Barreto call up. Maybe I can catch an owner kind of a little bit upset with, oh no, you know, Mateo's like killing it in AAA. Why wasn't he caught up? But I'm buying. I- I'm loving the-, the steals and the homers are also nice as well. So I'm buying. Like I, I-, I think Mateo is, well, better than Barreto and Mateo should be playing. Shelly. Hold up the phone. You think he's better than Barreto? Yeah. I agree that he is better than Barreto. Oh, God. You both of you. Get off the podcast. God, God. <laughs> I... Oh, okay. So you're. It makes me sad to say it, but sometimes truth hurts. Uh, so, Keaton, does that mean you're buying as well? I am. Well, for the record, I'm selling. Just saying. And I'm buying Barreto. Jazz Chisholm, uh, 21-year-old uh, in AA for Arizona. 
not the prettiest of slash lines. 189, 307, 424 with 15 homers and nine steals. Um, what to do with Jazz Chisholm? Personally, I would try to sell. I was never a fan of Chisholm. The Diamondbacks are pretty aggressive with his assignment to double A. Um, and he is obviously not hitting with that 189. And whenever he does hit, it's a home run. So it's really weird. Um, I don't know. He's just extremely aggressive. Um, I, I was just never a fan of his. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to sell. I'm a holding. Because the, the steals and the homers are there. And I I feel like the OBP is, is there too. Even though he's hitting under 200, his OBP is still over 300, which is pretty impressive. So I think that gives me a little bit of hope that some other stuff can turn around. So I would say hold because I'm not sure if anybody would really want to buy at any kind of decent-ish price. Yeah, right now everything looks great except for that um, K rate, 35%. Yeesh. And see why he's not, um, why he's got that 189 average. Um, all right. Uh, Trevor Larnich, is that how you say that guy's last Larnack. name? <laughs> Larnack, thank you. Uh, 22 years old, uh, high A for Minnesota. He's slashing 310, 377, 464 with five homers and three steals. He was a popular guy to uh, pick up on draft day. What do we say now? Hold. Um, I'm buying. Um, I've always loved the dude, especially um, he has about a 65, a 60, 65 uh, game power um, with a pretty decent hit tool with about a 50. So I, I've always been a big fan. So I'm I'm buying wherever I can. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm buying as well. Um interesting dude speaking of interesting dudes trent grisham 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 <clears throat> 22 years old outfielder for triple a milwaukee um dude has 17 home runs and seven stolen bases in around 300 at bats a little over that he's at two different levels for the brewers this year uh double digit walk rates in both and he was mentioned by the one and only shelly verstray on her weekly article the stash list over at um rotographs uh and he was under intriguing profiles so shelly are you suggesting that we buy this prospect yes totally uh, he kind of has been on the downside of a lot of like uh uh dynasty fans uh dynasty players but he is an obp uh, uh an obp god i guess um he's had his lowest walk rate is about 14%. So his lowest OBP has probably been about 346. And he is just straight up killing it this year. Um, they, the Brewers started him out in AA, but they recently promoted him to AAA. And in about eight games, I mean, that's a small sample size, but he's hitting about 300. He has four home runs in eight games. Uh, with a stolen base, the dude is absolutely killing it this year. So he is a total buy for me right now. I am going to buy. Okay. Uh, next guy on the list, Seth Beer, 22 years old. Uh, first base slash outfield prospect in AA for Houston. 
He split his time pretty evenly between two levels this year at high A and double A, uh, and fairly consistent numbers between the two levels with similar ABs. Uh, the walk rate has remained strong, but remained under that sexy double-digit range we like to see. Uh, it's hovered around 9%. The Ks and ISO have fallen um, with this promotion, but the power is still showing up, and the average has only dropped to a respectable 276. So, Seth Beer, buy, sell, hold. Buy. He's a uh, definite buy for me, because uh, he's a first baseman. So <laughs> I love him. I, I really think he's really something interesting um so it's a buy for me i think what's been impressive is the making the jump to double a and maintaining the walk rate that's something that the k rate going up i mean it didn't really go up that much and the average is kind of like you pointed out that drop is respectable but not being overly aggressive and maintaining the same kind of approach that he had when he was successful at the lower levels that's kind of now facing the upper levels of minors where things start to get real testy but that walk rate stayed the same that's impressive. Yeah, at least we can agree that, you know, Seth Beer is the best beer prospect in Houston. <laughs> All right, fine. That was not my best joke, but it was it was a joke. Carter Keyboom, uh, 21 years old, AAA for Washington. The numbers still look really good for this guy, but somehow his stock feels like it's uh, lost some of its helium that it had earlier in the year. Uh, you know, he struggled pretty hard when he was in the majors in his brief time Um but picked up right where he left up off in the minors. And now he's got 13 bombs, three stolen bases, uh, 318, 435, 596 slash line. So do you sell with those numbers um, and sort of the lost uh, shine? uh, Or are you holding in the hope that he gets up to the majors, Shelly? I'm definitely holding. I love Kibum. He's going to be the everyday second baseman for the Nationals next year. And uh, I've I've always loved Keyboom. Um, I uh, he he's not good defensively. So when they promoted him uh, with uh, Turner being um, on the IL, and they said that he was going to play playing shortstop every day, I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good because he's not a shortstop; he's a second baseman. But I'm either holding or buying because the dude is going to kill it next year. The dude has the the smoothest swing. Like, if you've ever seen it, the smoothest swing. Um, so if you can either hold on to the shares you got or buy, it's going to pay off next year. I am buying. I am right. not scared off by his difficult first cup of coffee. It happens to the best of prospects. He's still really good, and he will be really good. Um, bye, 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 bye. All right, and the last prospect, Abraham Toro Hernandez. Uh, he's 22-year-old, third baseman for uh, AA in Houston. Uh, he's a bit under the radar in what is a crazy system over there in Houston, uh, but he's putting up some very solid numbers in AA. Um, so he is buried not only by the, the, the talent – but also just by the sheer amount of good players that Houston already has in the majors. So um, what is there to do with the surprisingly talented corner infielder? I'm buying. I like it. Yep. I like the profile. I am too. I mean, I, I honestly think that the Astros use him as a trade chip this trade season. 
And I would honestly, I would love to see him actually be traded um, because there's no playing time in Houston. So if he gets traded, I, I, I honestly think that his stock will actually rise. Yeah, agreed. I um, I love him, so I'm I'm anxious to see uh see him get some at bats in the majors wherever that might be. Um, super stoked about uh him. Another former top pod spec nom. Yeah, correct. All right, let's play America's favorite game, top pod spec. Shelly, why don't you kick off the game of games here where we bring a prospect to the pods and see who can find the best one, a best random prospects. Yeah, so I'm going to bring another prospect who didn't get any love from Jesse because Jesse is mean and doesn't give uh, any type of hype to these really interesting guys. Uh, Just kidding, Jesse. Um, so I'm bringing, uh, Rodolfo Castro. He is a second baseman, uh, in the Pittsburgh system. He's 20 years old and he was a J2 signing back in 2015. Um, he has about, uh, 55 power, 55 speed, and he had a down year last year, but he's really bounced back this year. Um, he has about 14 home runs and 13 doubles in A-ball. And then he was promoted to high A uh, just this week, which is pretty interesting. Um, The dude is absolutely uh, killing it with the power, like I said. Uh, 14 home runs in 61 games, which is pretty interesting. The only downside to him is I was kind of hoping that with his above average speed that the stolen bases would be there. But he has six stolen bases with five caught steals. Um, so that's a tad bit concerning. And he is a development project for the Pirates. But he's a possibility for an up-the-middle player with power. So if you're in a pretty deep dynasty league, uh, I would take a flyer on Castro. But yeah, it's a pretty uh, kind of far-out guy. So kind of interesting. That's a fun profile at second base. It's kind of like... Um... What's his face bias there? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of power. Yeah. A little bit high on the swing and miss, Shelly. Again, I think you, you know, I think you might like strikeouts more than you really know. Y'all are a bad influence on me. <laughs> uh, Keaton, who you got? I got Lewin Diaz. 22-year-old first baseman in Minnesota system, currently in double A. He was also not in Jesse's top two hundo. He has a 55 hit and a 60 power, so take that, Shelly's prospect. A whole five more on the power. Ew. 55 speed, though, so uh, not not quite there on the speed with Shelly's prospect. But his K rate has consistently been under 20% at every level. That's been pretty good. His walk rate, though, could use a little bit of work. Uh, it's kind of been like around 6-7% at pretty much every level. So that could come up a little bit. 15 homers on the year so far, though, and slashing 296, 332, 553. Sexy 243 ISO. Patrick, I know you love that ISO. That helps him earn his promotion to double A, where in a small sample size, his ISO has gone up to 326. That is a little little wild. So uh, profile there looks a little Josh Bell-like, 
right? Well, it's uh, probably a little bit aggressive. But I do like the profile <laughs> quite a bit. And um, Minnesota does certainly need a first baseman. So they may have found one in Lewin Diaz. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm digging that profile, Keaton. Um, but wait till you guys. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To hear about the prospect <laughs> I've got for you. <laughs> I could not find anything on this guy. Uh, his name is Dio Will Burgos. He's an 18-year-old outfielder for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. He's at rookie ball right now. Um, he was signed by the Cardinals in 2017 out of the DR for uh, 300000 Um And like I said, I couldn't find any scouting reports on the dude. Um, I do like the swing. I was able to find a video, um, and I like uh, – how he's barreling up the ball and especially where he's making contact um, seems to be right on it. Um, he's had double digit walk rates for both 2018 and 2019 uh, and significantly cut down the swing and miss this year. Um, his power up is up as well. He hit six homers in 242 ABs last year and he's already hit five this year in 103. And Oh, he's posting a 247 ISO. <laughs> uh Along with the improved plate skills and the power, he's been swiping bags as well. Last year, he stole three in all those at-bats, and he's already up to four this year. Um, and the WRC Plus is a stupid 178. So plenty of things to like in the numbers, but um, not a lot of uh, you know scouting analysis. So that's my dude. Definitely a, a watch list guy for uh, deep leagues. All right. Keaton, why don't we start it off with you this time? Your guy is interesting, but I want to see a little bit more from him. Because like you said, a bit of a down year last year, but doing really well this year and a bit of a small sample size. And I think I like Rodolfo Castro and what that could turn into. So Shelly gets my vote with Rodolfo Castro. All right, and Shelly? Yeah, sorry, Patrick. I'm going with Diaz here. I've written about him before. Like, I, I really like what he's doing, so it's Diaz for me. Yeah, same for me. Um, I Woo! love Luan Diaz. He's a guy that I uh, have been, uh, that's been on my radar for a little bit. So, yeah, like that pick a lot, Keaton. Two in a row. Oh, Shelly, what's happening? This is This is not good. This is not good at all. No. I disagree. I think it's great. I'm going to try to step up my game next year or next, <laughs> next week. <laughs> Patrick, you haven't won one in six pods. 
<laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> Next pod's going to be the pod. Um, I'll figure it out. All right, let's stop playing this stupid game and get into listener questions. people have to say the people the people they sent in their questions and first up after i cough is evan and he says hypothetical let's say hunter green comes back next year pulls an anderson espinoza needs a second tiege given his profile you're the reds would you consider trying to bring him back as an infielder i wouldn't actually um the reds do not have uh any issue with uh middle infielders um in their system yeah i I would still just try to see if i could get hunter green on the mound boy i think if this scenario was to play out um that i would i would yeah i'd at least explore the option um because like it's just so much time to miss you know if he was to miss a, a another year um so yeah, I think I'd explore it, and you know he was a shortstop. Um, so yeah, I think I would. I mean, granted, you're right, Shelley. Like, the Reds don't need it, but you know maybe they trade him or um, he gets up bats in the outfield or something. I don't know. Better have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Someone someone told me that once. Wise words, Keaton. Yeah. Meathead checks in. He says, 7x7 seven seven scoring dynasty, runs, home runs, RBI, average, walks. I don't know what AN is. Do either of you? I do not. No, I have no idea. ABs, maybe? It's supposed to be ABs? I don't know. Could could be? with a, It is right next to the ends. Sure, we'll go with ABs. Uh, and then doubles and plus triples for offense. Would you cut a guy like Armenteros based on his performance so far? Based on his performance so far, cut him loose uh, for a take on a new flyer. Also, how much faith do you have in Yusnel Diaz to be productive in a format like that? Oh, boy. This is a hard one. I guess it would depend on how deep the league is, right? On whether or not That's I would up. cut Armenteros loose. Yeah. Well, he's, he gives us, what, 7x7 seven seven score <clears throat> dynasty. He doesn't give us the number players in the league sounds deep um i mean i uh, personally i would rather have diaz than armenteros um but i don't know if i would cut armenteros i'm just assuming like you said based on the seven by seven that it's a pretty deep league um but if diaz was on the wire sure i would cut armenteros for diaz um yeah, I think I agree with you, Shelly. I'm, I'm not super high on Diaz either. Um, this is a, a deep question. He is posting some interesting numbers in the minors. Now, the slash line itself doesn't look all that great, um, but uh, the rest of the stuff kind of does. So um, I, I think I'd rather have Diaz. Yeah, I'm in agreement with both of you as well. Chris asked, Trey Mancini or Chris Bryant, rest of the way, 18-team keeper, Say it right, Keaton, Trey, Man, Weenie, Booyah, 
put some chocolate on that shiznick and tell your friends Shelly baked it. Boy, there is a lot to unpack there. Uh, maybe our best question ever. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> really strong stuff there, Chris. Loving it. Hope you've left a review, man, because you uh, you got some skills. Maybe he's the one who is happy about wood fluff. Maybe. Um, I'm going to lean uh, Bryant on this one. Yeah, um, I would have to agree. Um, but this is not to poo-poo on what Mancini is doing this year. Um, he's having an excellent season. Um, but I just... I just believe in Chris Bryant and who's around him more than uh, the uh, dumpster wasteland that is the Baltimore Exactly. <laughs> so definitely Chris Bryant for me. Mm, maybe Mancini is uh, the guy that I hope gets traded. The trade deadline. Oh, oh hey. hey. That's a good one too because um, he's team controlled um, so they could probably get uh, something good for him. Yeah. He's under team control for a while. But I'm in agreement. I would say Brian. Get that chocolate out of here. <laughs> AOK Tigers fan. Will Dan Jansen be good? Any other post hype to watch? Well, I actually I, touched on. Oh, I want to get the. I want to cut you off, Patrick, because this please, is please my do. segment. Get yeah, out of no, here. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to answer the second part first. Post type guy we already touched on, Jorge Mateo. I like him a lot, and I would say he is worth the uh, hold, and he's going to be good if he ever gets to play. So that's what I would do, uh, and I would say catchers are tough, and the Blue Jays are going to let Jansen play. Um, I think he's good enough and young enough where he can probably turn nothing into something, but it's we're just going to take a little bit. Patrick? I have a... Uh, I- I've cut Kenley everywhere. Um, sorry. Um, not Kenley. Dan. <laughs> I don't own Kenley anywhere either. But I, I've cut Danny Jansen uh, wherever I had him uh, in, in Dynasty. Um, you know, catching prospects take a while to develop at the majors. And, you know, his breakout was really um, quite sudden uh, in, in the minors. You know, he put up basically two years or maybe a year and a half of really solid stats and uh the stat cast stuff just looks putrid for him um so yeah i am uh not interested in him i, do, I don't know if he's going to be good um i certainly don't have the patience to find out and another post hype to watch how about franklin freaking barreto <laughs> we've been saying that for two years <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm yeah with danny jansen uh, he kind of, like you said, kind of came out of nowhere uh, last year um, when he got, I think, LASIK surgery or got glasses or something. Yeah, he got glasses. Got yeah. Sweet sports glasses. Yeah. So he got those like sweet sport goggle things, right? And he mm-hmm. was able to see and kind of was able to hit. But this year, it's so bad. Like he's getting not a lot of playing time like they're playing luke mailey ahead of him like that's that's not good um yeah and going forward i don't know i I, i'm just trying to 
either I'm trying to sell Danny Jansen it, wherever I can. I doubt I can. So he's probably a drop for me. Um, and a pro type uh, prospect to watch Carter Keyboom. <laughs> there you go. Francisco Mejia. Oh, that that's is another good one. one. Last question from Jack. Brennan Lau? Low? Lau? Whatever. And I'm assuming that's, was it Tyler? Molly? Melee? Yeah. Or Bohm. I say Bohm. I love him so much. I think if I owned the three of these, um, I wouldn't want to trade Brandon Lau for um, Bohm. Because I, I just, I really believe in what um, Lau has done in the majors. But I, I think if I was rebuilding and I, uh, you know, I, I think Bomb has the most upside. So I'd agree with Keaton in that sense. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's Boom as well. Uh, basically because, uh, uh, well, I'm not a fan of Molly. And uh, Brandon Lau, I think it's Lau, Low, whatever. Lau? Okay. Lau. Um, yeah, uh, Tampa has a lot of really interesting infielders and i don't know if brandon is good enough to get everyday playing time and i think boom can get everyday playing time going forward in uh, philadelphia um so it's it's boom for me any more keaton it is finished okay cool cool thanks uh all right let's close this uh mother effer out This has been Dynasty's Child, part of the Dynasty Guru website. I've been your host, Patrick Magnus, and you can find us all on the internet. <laughs> Keaton, uh, what have you written about? That TP life. Uh, took last week off because I was traveling and real work life was a little bit ridiculous last week, so I didn't get to push out a Keaton and Real, but my first half all-disappointment team will be coming out on Friday. Nice. And Shelly, uh, you got any uh, in-depth articles or anything coming up? Uh, yeah. Um, well, like Keaton, my real work life got a little crazy this week. Um, so I had to kind of push back my going deep over at Pitcher List. Um, but I'm doing a deep dive on Jose Quintana. So hopefully towards the end of the week that should be coming out. Yeah, that sounds not fun. It is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> good luck uh you can find me uh on twitter where i've been tweeting about uh all of my um not a lot about baseball honestly mostly about my trip right now because i've traveled to america but i'll get back to baseball when i uh when i've got some time but you can find me on twitter at the green magnus you can find shelly on twitter at shelly v underscore six four three and she does tweet about baseball uh and it's good and then you can find Keaton uh, at the Spoken Keats on Twitter, where he uh, is a pretty mixed bag of tweets. Wouldn't you say, Keaton? I am a mixed bag. There's some baseball. Yeah. There's some humor. There's some darker humor. Some some a lot of my cats. Uh, Keaton, where can people find you? Find me having a brunch pretty much anywhere. You can get some crab cake, Benny's, 
and a nice mimosa. Uh, you can find me working out, getting some steps in along the lake, working on my health, and then uh, I don't know, probably having another brunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna. Do oh, it. by the way, How? oh, before yeah. we wrap up, Please. we are aware that the last episode did not post a stitcher. We do, however, have absolutely no idea why. But we are working on it, and we apologize for that. And we will let you folks know as soon as we figure out uh, what went wrong and when it's fixed. So we apologize for that. Thanks, Keaton. I didn't even know that. I should probably have known that. Well, you you did have a whole mess of travels just happening. So. I did. But, uh, yeah, we got myself and... Our webmaster, Tyler, working on it, trying to figure it out. We're not sure why it happened, but we are trying to figure it out. I'd like to get Tyler back on the show. He was a blast. He was fun. Do that sometime. Speaking of dark humor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to do it. Have an awesome day. And as always, be the best bird dog you can be. I'm halfway home at the pub. On the corner of the street I see kids from school But I stare down at my feet Sports on TV They scream for victory A few blocks down There's Dawn She's got spinach on her teeth In between the front ones Just a little bitty leaf And I try to speak But Dawn makes me nervous Animals like me back We had a dog once We all just called a cat Was mum's idea She's got a great sense of humour Later tonight Some soup Then I'll probably send a text Hey Dawn it's Jim Would you like to have some sex And if that's too weird Maybe just a hot chocolate
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.